Good morning, beautiful people of God. You're listening to Sunrise with Shona on Hot 1027. It's wonderful to be back with you again this morning and a happy Sunday to all of you. I hope that you are well. This morning we're going to be looking at three parables that Jesus tells in response to the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, moaning that he mixes with sinners and eats with them. So we're looking at Luke chapter 15, and it begins like this. Now the tax collectors and the sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus, but the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. As soon as I read that line, it reminded me of the years ago when I arrived at St. Mark and we changed the hashtag to hashtag include us because we felt very strongly that God was saying all people are welcome. And my message was that we are all sinners, each and every one of us, and we called not to judge. And every single person is welcome at the table of God. So in response to their muttering, Jesus tells these three parables. And a parable, of course, is a simple story to illustrate a spiritual lesson. In the first parable, the parable of the lost sheep, Jesus talks about a shepherd who has a hundred sheep and loses one of them, and how he'll leave the ninety-nine in open country to look for the one. And when he finds it, he puts it on his shoulders and goes home and calls his friends and neighbors to celebrate. And Jesus says, I tell you, in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than the ninety-nine righteous people who don't need to. In the second parable, he talks about the lost coin, and he says, Suppose a woman has ten silver coins and loses one. Doesn't she light a lamp, sweep the house, and search until she finds it, and when she finds it, she calls her neighbors to rejoice with her? In the same way, says Jesus, there is rejoicing in the presence of angels of God over one sinner who repents. And the third parable, I think, is one we also know extremely well. It's a parable of the lost son, or as I prefer, the loving father. Now let's just briefly look at the first two. A shepherd's livelihood depended on keeping the sheep safe, and sheep were extremely valuable just as they are today. And so his job maybe depended on him making sure that all the sheep were safe, and he would obviously risk the 99 to find the one. And I was just thinking about the lost coin as well. I wonder if you've ever lost anything. I've lost lots of different things and I've always been so excited when I find them. I've lost things such as an earring and I can remember my great excitement when I found it, even though it wasn't a valuable earring, it just had sentimental value to me. And my most, uh, I think once we were burgled, my jewelry was stolen, but they dropped it at the wall and I was so excited to find that. But I think the worst thing for me was once we lost our cat. Our alarm went off, the security came, they let the cat out. And I can remember almost obsessively searching for that cat and forgetting absolutely everything else in my desire to find it. And then the relief, the joy, the excitement, the celebration in the home when we found our pet. It was absolutely immense. And this is what we are told is the kind of rejoicing that takes place in heaven with the angels when one person turns back to God. God never gives up on anyone and neither should we. And so we shouldn't judge. And we, are, we must remember that we are never too far from God. God will never leave us. God can always reach us. God is always searching for us. So even if we've strayed, no matter what, maybe in something small in our lives, maybe in something big, we need to remember God is loving, God is seeking, and God is searching for us. Coming up now on the Mighty Hot 1027, 
there is none like you, and in fact, there is none like God. Enjoy. There is none like you on the Mighty Hot 1027. It's wonderful to be with you this morning. And I've been looking at Luke chapter 15, and we've looked at the parable of the lost coin. We've looked at the parable of the lost sheep. In, and it's Jesus's response, these parables, to the Pharisees and the teachers of the law who moaning because he mixes with sinners and eats with them. Now I want to move on to the parable of the lost son or the loving father as I prefer and I'm going to read you the parable and as I read it I want you to ask yourself the following questions. At the moment, and I know at different times in our lives we probably identify with different characters, but who do you identify with most in the story? The loving parent I'm going to call it for those of us who are women, the lost son or the older brother and why? So as I read it, just listen carefully and see who it is that you identify with. So here's the parable of the lost son. Jesus continued, there was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, father, give him my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together. All he had set off for a distant country and there he squandered his wealth in wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in the whole country and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country, who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have food to spare, and here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him, filled with compassion, ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick! Bring the best robe, put it on him, put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For the son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And so they began to celebrate. Meanwhile, the older son was in the field and when he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked him what was going on. Your brother has come, he replied, and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has him back safe and sound. And the older brother was furious, refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him, but he answered, Look, all these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when the son of yours who has squandered your property with prostitutes comes home, you kill the fattened calf for him. My son, said the father, you're always with me and everything I have is yours. But we have to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. Now I'm very, very curious as to who it was that you, with whom you identified. As I said before, there are times in my life when I've identified with all of them. I think all of us have known jealousy perhaps. All of us have perhaps strayed at times, even rebelled against our own human parents. And all of us have perhaps in different forms, even if we don't have our own biological children, we've been parents to people and we welcome them back with open arms and know that love. I'll look at it in much more detail in a moment, but first on the Mighty Hot 1027, Blessed Assurance. Blessed Assurance on the Mighty Hot 1027. Good morning and if you've just joined us, welcome. It's so good to be with you. You're listening to Reverend Shona. 
This morning I've been looking at the three parables Jesus tells in response to the criticism he receives from the religious leaders of the day who are criticizing him for mixing with sinners and eating with them. And he tells the three stories of the lost sheep, the lost coin, and of course, the lost son whom I prefer to call the loving father. Now I've looked at the first two and spoken about how excited we get when we find things. But the third one is perhaps the deepest one. And I want to look at it now in more detail. There's a father with two sons and we need to understand that culturally, the sons would never ask anything from the father. They would never ask for anything from your parent. It was a sign of disrespect. And of course they lived in a shame culture. So this son goes to his father and asks for his inheritance in advance. This was a massive thing. And yet the father gives it to him. And here immediately I felt that God was saying to me, we need to be careful of what we ask for. Don't go to God and plead for things that aren't good for us. I think it's always important to say, according to your will, God, this is what I may desire or think that I need, but it's according to your will and if I'm ready for it. So the younger son takes everything. He's not ready, of course, and we know that he loses everything. And then a severe famine hits the land and he finds himself in need and he has to go and ask for work. For me here again is another warning from Jesus saying that we need to use our gifts wisely and in times of plenty we need to make sure that we don't waste them. Hard times come and go, things change all the time and we need to be prepared. So this young son finds himself in a field feeding pigs and of course we know pigs were considered unclean and he actually longs to eat the pods that the pigs are eating. And then he comes to his senses and realizes that his servants in his father's home have more than he has. So he gets up and goes back. And this took courage for him to get up and go back. I know it was out of desperation, but it still took courage. And while he was still a long way off, his father sees him, is filled with compassion, runs to his son, hugs him, kisses him, welcomes him back, puts robes on him and kills the fattened calf. Now, what I love about this is that the father was obviously looking out for his son all the time, watching, waiting, longing for his son to return. So he sees his son when his son is still a long way off. And we need to remember God is always watching and waiting and longing for us to return. God also will never give up on us. The father then throws that party, even though his son feels unworthy. And I wonder how many times you felt unworthy, unworthy of someone's love, unworthy of God's love. We need to remember God loves us completely and absolutely, no matter what we've done. And God longs for us to turn back to God. So whether there's something big or small in our lives, especially as we journey through Lent, let's turn back to God, offer that to God for healing and allow God to work in our lives and experience again that love of God. Because I think sometimes we cut ourselves off from it because we feel guilty. And then of course we have the older brother. The older brother's filled with jealousy and he looks at his, what his brother is receiving, looks at all he's done, and he feels life is unfair. And I can remember my children always saying to me, that's not fair. That's not fair. And I wonder how many of you have heard that from your children or felt that yourself. Life is unfair. And I think that's quite a common feeling because we feel that we've done this and we've done that and we should be rewarded in a certain way. And I can remember saying to my child once, my older child, I said to him, actually, life isn't always fair but God is always good. And I think that's where we need to get to as people of God, as children of God. We need to remember God is always good. God is always loving. God is always there. And we need to stop looking at others and consider the blessings in our own lives and be grateful for them. So jealousy has no place in our relationship with God or in other people. We need to be 
aware of God's love for us at all times and not say, God, I do this and I do that and I do that, therefore I deserve more than any other person. We are not the judges of all, and all of us, when we look closely, will have blessings in our lives. And lastly, of course, we have the Father who just receives his Son back in absolute love, forgiving all. And I think perhaps God calls us to be transformed more and more into the image and likeness of Christ. Jesus showed radical, inclusive love to all. I think where we struggle to show love to others, and I'm not talking here about love for just one person, I'm talking about love for God's people. We need to ask God for help and go back to the cross and look at Jesus on the cross who forgave the people who were crucifying him because he loved them. And so for me, what we need to take away from these parables today is that no matter what, God loves us and cares for us. God searches for us and longs for us to turn back fully to God, to surrender all to God. And God receives us always in absolute love. And so I pray that this week you'll be deeply aware of how much God loves you. God is always with you and God is longing for you to just place your head on God's shoulder and be embraced by God. I pray that you have a wonderful week. I pray that you will move in the power of God and I pray that you will experience God's love in all you do. May God bless and protect you and your loved ones. To wrap up this morning, heart of worship and whom shall I fear? Thanks so much for listening. God bless.